Hey everyone, just before we begin, the song in today's podcast episode is by my friend Alejandro. His link will be in the description, so make sure to go check him out and give him your support. Hey everyone, welcome to the Lucid Podcast. I'm your host, DR, and this is our first episode ever. So welcome and thank you for being here. Today on the show, we have a very special guest to commemorate this baby episode. So, welcome to Hamish Chauhan, a delightful young man, who we'll be having a little chit-chat with today. Hello? Hey. Hi, Hamish. Hey, Dia. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine, too. So, how's your day been? It's been good so far. It's been a bit lazy and... Uh Uh-huh. Um, of course, uh, I get off the track a lot of times, so that was the case today as well. Uh-huh. So what have you been keeping yourself busy with in, from the past few months? Well, I'm trying different things out, but I'm, I haven't been able to be consistent. So, for example, I was learning Python, and then... Not that I don't know. I am. I'm, I'm already past the big. Again, since I'm not consistent, it's on and off, the journey, mm-hmm. of learning Python, and then I've dribbled with other languages as well. But lately, one thing that has been constant is me learning about stock market. And mm-hmm. besides that, I'm trying to read. Um, new books now and different kinds too uh-huh. it's uh i'm trying this new book out by the one you suggested the fiction uh-huh, yeah 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 yes uh yeah Path i want to actually shore. have a conversation about that later in the episode all right, all right. Yeah. so, so how have your mornings been i know that you're not really a morning person and on the other hand <laughs> i am so I want to talk about the contrast um, in our personalities, how I like to get up and get started early in the morning. And although even you prefer the same, you find it really hard to uh, stick to it. So how have you been, how have you changed yourself? Because when I first met you, okay, for context, Hamish and I have known each other for about one and a half years now. And when we first met each other, he used to wake up really late at around 10 and 10.30. And I used to find it really <laughs> annoying because I used to wake up at my usual time, which is like seven. Yeah, I um, used to wait. <laughs> yeah, and I used to wait. So how how have you managed to completely turn around your schedule? Because now Hamish wakes up uh, around the same time I, as I do, even before sometimes. So how have you flipped that around completely? So for me, um... I think the easiest way to put it would be willpower. So as you've mentioned that before, and Mm -hmm. so I just tried to wake up early. And of course it was really hard at first. And it's like a 6 a.m. in the morning didn't work out for me. Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. didn't work out for me. So I tried 7.30 and it did work out for me. And so... I kept it constant and I got the results, obviously, again, willpower. But then 
even though I do wake up early, you could say um, the way I carry out things is slow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you would compare it <laughs> with how you do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty slow. Even if I wake up, even if we wake up at the same time, you're somehow everything in the morning routine before mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Usually it is, but not always. Mm-hmm. And then lately that me waking up early, it's been hard again since uh, I broke the habit, uh, the cycle of waking up early because I felt sick a while ago. But mm-hmm. then I'm getting back on track again. And I yeah. have been waking up like, it's not super early, but it's okay. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that's really important here is that both of us have managed to realize the, the dramatic uh, effect of waking up early in the morning. Even I only recently started it about a year ago, I'd say. And okay. just the few hours in the morning that I get to myself is just incredibly valuable. And before, my mindset was that, oh, let me just have a few hours to sleep in. But after a while, I realized that the marginal value of those extra few hours is not really much. And I can still manage with perhaps seven hours of sleep and True. still be well rested rather than having like 10 or 11 hours of sleep. True. And there's just so much you can do with those few hours that you have as well. Yeah, that's that's very true. And yeah, and uh huh. Yeah, I, I just I made that discovery myself as well. I literally the day seems longer if you wake up earlier, even if it's like two hours earlier. It's yeah. much better. But that's so funny because we still feel like we don't have enough hours in a day to do everything we want. <laughs> that's true, but it also comes down to time management and how we do things and mm-hmm. what we focus. On. Like we could be doing two things at a time, and then we won't be involved in either of them properly. And we will be able to do them, but we will not be giving our best. And we might feel, and maybe it is the reason we why we feel that we don't have enough time in the day, besides our lack of um, discipline. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I was just wondering. So. I always used to kind of have a problem with Hamish being a lot slower than I am. Just just the speed that we do things is very different. And I, again, found myself waiting for him in the morning. <laughs> because, again, I just felt really um, frustrated with, at the, when people do things slowly. So, Hamish, how do you think that we get over this? How, do you, how would you convince me that it's okay to be slow? right now because we live in a fast moving world everything is fast paced how would you convince me that it's okay to be slow well i don't think i will convince you about it because (laughs) i know i again it's it's like we're gonna talk about it as you said about reading books and Mm -hmm. even um slow it's as and i get it it's because um even though I've been an avid reader, but I'm slow at that because I, 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 I don't necessarily read fiction. And mm-hmm. I didn't really focus on reading fast or why should I read fast? Mm-hmm. And 
I get that. You have to be fast to a certain extent. Like, if you're going to shower and, you know, you can shower in, like, five minutes instead of 15. Mm-hmm. And that adds up. It's, it compounds and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wouldn't actually convince you that being is a good thing because uh, it's not. Not all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think uh, we're going to come to this later, but I just want to touch on it. I, I've been thinking about it a, um, a lot, about me getting frustrated because people are slower, slower than me at least. But I thought about it, and I'm always going to be slower relative to another person who's probably faster than me. And I know they're going to get frustrated with me being slow. And... When I thought of it like that, I realized that it's okay because there's always going to be someone who's faster than us, someone who's always going to be slower than us. It's just how we want to be. And we just have to somehow be lucky enough that the other person adjusts. So basically, the conclusion that I arrived at is that it's okay. It's okay to be slow because... Mm -hmm. When you go slow, you're able to relish things better. True. Especially with books. If you go yeah. slow, you're able to really absorb everything as opposed to if you speed read or something like that. True. So I think it's good. I think there are certain things that you need to be slow with and certain things that you need to really wrap it up quickly. And it's important to see the difference and where to be slow and where to be fast I think that's where it all lies and like having a shower uh things like that if you can wrap it up quickly you have time for other things which which require more time like perhaps reading certainly does yeah so 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 in the, in the in the context uh, to to explain it to listeners, you by being slow, you basically mean at the the pace at which we carry out the things that we do daily. Comfortably. Yes. Yes. Without having to rush, without having, without feeling like there's a clock on you, you know, just take yes. your time. Do things. Yeah, take your time, but be. Like, don't feel that you have to rush, because that is like you're rushing through life. That's I, I, I personally feel like that's like stupid or just not a good idea, not a good thing to do. Point the feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like yes, you you shouldn't feel like you have to rush. Right? Mm-hmm. It's too like you're spending 30 minutes showering unless it's something you enjoy. For me, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. It's just like a thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, enjoyment is really crucial to a lot of things. So I was thinking about, you know, both of us, um, we're done with school. We're done with high school now. Yes. But we still feel the urge to be productive. And often when, you know, you hear the word productivity, you feel like 
it's limited to academics or something that's technical, you know, involving yourself in something that's technical. But True. I think you can be more productive as in you have more output when you're doing something you enjoy, right? Right, true. So that's why it's important to wrap things up that you're not really interested in investing in, like, for example, taking a shower and invest and take things slow in things that you are interested in and also count as productivity to you because you're enjoying it in the process, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, 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 it's fascinating. You just... It just sort of introduced the idea to me again. It's it's like, it's you can be even productive by just sitting down, looking outside the window, just enjoying the weather, the view, or just you don't have to be like to be productive. You don't have to be like working all the time, working no, on some project, doing the dishes, or yes feel like you accomplished something but there, it's it, that's not the only way yeah that is the universal meaning of productivity but i think this word just has so many nuances in it that we can make it our own we can change what it means to be productive like for me doing art is productive you can do the same with the word success yeah absolutely yeah definitely so yes. what would you define as success for you? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Um, success for me, it's not one thing. And I, I believe it's multiple things. Um, success is, well, multiple things, again. Uh, it's about keeping my body healthy, keeping my mind healthy. Mm-hmm. And... Making money is a part of it, I think, of mm-hmm. me, my success. I think it is a part of it because it's, it's, I think it's, it's a crucial, it's, it's, it's fuel for life, basically. It's not everything, but it's, it's, it's quite something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's not just about having good life. It's about having a meaningful life and doing things that you love. And providing for others without mm-hmm. sacrificing yourself too much. Because if you do that, people will just walk over you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah. I-, I think you defined it really well. But for me, at least, if I had to summarize what success meant for me, I would just equate it to being happy. Great. That's Okay. Because, but then there are, there's a caveat to it, because what if you're happy living an unhealthy life, right? What if you're happy doing nothing? But the thing is, that's not the way I am, nor the way you are, right? That might be success to someone, and they might be thinking that they are successful and let them. But for me, happiness is the ultimate goal of success. And with happiness comes the happiness of my family, the happiness of my friends, the happiness of, uh, I don't know, like if I have a company, the happiness of my consumers, right? That's... With my product. So 
if you look at everything that we have, the end goal does become happiness, right? We work out why to be happy, to be healthy, to be healthy, why to be happy, right? Right. We do, yes. So do you think that happiness is the ultimate goal uh, in life? Do you think that happiness can be equated equated, <laughs> equated to meaningfulness in life? I believe that. Okay, so you just changed that perspective or maybe just helped me think more in a, in a better way. So I think you could say that happiness is the ultimate goal. I mean, we do almost everything for to gain happiness mm-hmm. or satisfy our needs mm-hmm. but i think meaning finding like finding meaning or doing things that are meaningful if you do that happiness will be a byproduct of that mm-hmm. so i think it's, because it's like okay you could try choosing happiness but you're going to be dissatisfied i believe because mm-hmm. of the nature of the world and how things if you change meaning or give meaning not i don't have the i don't have a better word to use instead of chase mm-hmm. so i know i'm describing it poorly but if you chase meaning then you won't ex- expect to be happy but you're going to have meaning and through that, you will find happiness, surely. I think I understand that because I have an example in mind. So for instance, it, okay, so I think the first thing to note here is that it's, it's not necessary that meaning at first glance has happiness associated with it. Yes. And I think it's, I think, but the thing is that meaning is an intermediary to happiness a lot of the times. So the thing that I thought of was uh, helping my mm-hmm. grandparents with chores. So right now I live with my grandparents and mm-hmm. every day I have to partake in helping them in some way or the other. And mm-hmm. at that moment when I'm supposed to help out, I feel like, why do I need to be doing this? But after I do, the satisfaction is just so huge. I just feel happy that, okay, I did something today. And this was meaningful to me. And therefore, I am happy with it. Right. So I think there is this nuance to meaning that it's not an immediate uh, connection with happiness all the time, at least. Right. But I think after you take part yeah. in the act or whatever it is, there is the happiness that's the byproduct of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a really good way to look at it as well. <laughs> yep. So what would success mean to you in the um, in the realm of business? Because I know you're big on business. You always have been. And you've completely changed my view on business as well. So let's talk a bit about how success is defined in the realm of the business. So in a money-making business versus in a nonprofit, let's say. Okay. Okay, so um, uh, that's a really good point you've brought up. Um, so 
first of all, just as you mentioned that I changed your point of view on business, you changed my point of view on having a job. <laughs> so I will mention that as well. Um, so at first, um, uh, before uh, my thinking was that if someone is not aiming to have a business or something like that, or to put it in the way that um, if someone is having a job, that they they're just like they're, they're not getting happy in life or they're, they're not that smart or they this is i used to look down at them and mm-hmm. it's not just one thing i the thing is that okay that is of course wrong first of all i realized that later on that it's it's, it's like having a job is not a bad thing if you love it you, you just have to love what you do if you love what you're doing that's mm-hmm. it. Nothing else matters. Be it a job or a business or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but but I think contributing to the society is. So that's that's a crucial part. You can do whatever you want, personal or not. But if you're contributing to the society, really helps. So. So your definition of success is uh, contributing to society in the realm of business. No, not really. You could, no, not really. Um, It's not that, okay. So it's, well, first let me tackle your question about a business that's pretty, uh, and another one that's non-profit, so. To be honest, I do not have that much experience, and I am not aware of how the nonprofit models work. And I do believe that they serve the society more than other business models, directly at least. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe if they did make money, they would be in a better position. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, a business model, which is when you make money, if it's focused on making money, it's not necessary that it's going to provide value. Okay, okay, okay. The baseline is that it does provide value, but in the process of providing the value, your means of production, your labor, where you cut your costs and everything, that plays her role as well. Um, you could be polluting the environment or influencing politics. You're, you're a really big business owner in, in, in your way. And in that just, um, that, um, I don't know how to say, but, um, It sort of um, nullifies the value provided by the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to sum it all up, just to simply put everything that you said, providing value, that's equal to success in a business. Value in some way, shape, or form, right? Right. Right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So 
do you think that uh, you'll be able to provide more value in the case of a creative or a technical pursuit? Because we, we're kind of on the two different ends right now, right? So, of course, even though my, uh, my university degree is more technical in nature, I am more engaged in a creative pursuit right now in terms of making music and art, True. right? Yes. And you are more into the technical side of things like coding and looking at stock market and things like that. So how do you think um, the meaning of success changes in terms of creative and technical pursuits? I quite don't understand you there. Okay, okay. So I want your thoughts on how success is defined when you're in a creative pursuit versus when you're in a technical pursuit. So let's look at in startup, right? So to give context to the audience, we watch a show called I have watched a show called Startup and I'm just still watching it for like how long? So I will probably have a separate episode on how much I love the show. But anyways, um, so in the show, we see that the, the pursuit that the protagonists are taking is a technical one, right? They're using AI to revolutionize the world, at least their world that they live in. Yes. They're a little part of the world. Yeah. So that, the success there versus the success in perhaps making music or how, um, for instance, because EXO, so we love EXO too, yay. (laughs) So how would you define EXO's success versus the success that an AI firm has, for instance? How do you think they generate value to the world and how is that valuable? Because right off the bat, we can can just say that technical pursuit provides more tangible value, right, to the consumers. So therefore, they are more success. At least they have. They are more successful, or at least they have a more tangible value of success. But sure, what yes. do you see that intangible value? Uh, intangible value, which a creative pursuit provides, like for instance, in Exo's music, uh, and we are their consumers. How do you think that differs in these two realms? Okay, so well, for the technical, technical one, it's a very obvious. There's a, you, you can see what's success and what's not. But in a creative pursuit, you, for example, take EXO. So mm. those amazing guys, they, they literally, <laughs> <laughs> they, they make you feel emotions that you don't feel otherwise. I, I'm, I'm not an expert on this, obviously, but you, you look at music, you, you hear a lot of different kinds of music and it's not that you get goosebumps all the time but there's that one tune that those that those lyrics or that time that you get goosebumps all the time and mm-hmm. that's some connection to the brain like you that's something that's some reaction going on inside of so you count that as value as well it is you. You're enjoying. You're you're doing your chores and you're 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 making food or whatever, and you're enjoying the music. It it's yes, yes. 
of course, a creative person. You look, you look at art; it, it does something to you. You cannot really express or articulate. At least I cannot yet. But you feel something. It, it, it's art. It's it's architecture. People like beautiful houses. They spend millions on beautiful houses. Mm-hmm. That's art too. So you can say it's interconnected too. Like for example, the uh, the blog post you wrote on maths, that's art as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, uh, I won't be deep diving to that right now because that could be a topic of its own. Yeah, it could be quite. So maybe it depends. If uh, you were explaining that to me before, like two years ago, I would not get it how math is art because I, I just wouldn't get it. But now mm-hmm. I do get it because of the context I have. Mm-hmm. So. It lifts your mood up. It has. You can see it's. It doesn't have tangible proof for success. Mm-hmm. But it's still very successful. So again, we're arriving at the conclusion that success is happiness, right? Because. In, in the case of a business, you are providing happiness. You are manufacturing happiness if you're in a technical pursuit. Yeah. And in a creative pursuit, you are generating happiness with, um, I don't know how to put this, but you're generating happiness by involving the senses, right? Right. So hearing, seeing in terms yes. of art, music. Yeah. So, we have reached a conclusion. <laughs> we have. Okay, that, that's interesting because we, we found out a lot of things. First is that meaning does not always equal to, ha- to happiness at the first glance. That's the caveat here. Yeah. First glance is really important because ultimately meaning will lead to happiness because they are connected Maybe by a short rope or a long rope. That depends on the circumstances, I guess. Right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have learned, um, you have uh, dived deep into the business world with the help of books, right? Sure, so yes. Hamish here reads a lot of books regarding investing, running a business, and managing money, right? Right, yes. And that's a completely different ballgame from my books that I read, which are mostly (laughs) fantasy and completely fiction. And we read books for completely different reasons. Hamish reads books to learn, and I read books for escaping. And... Even now, even though I've I've um, I've known him for a long time, I still don't think that I would ever be able to read the books he does. <laughs> but <That's all> right. <laughs> he is slowly starting to venture into fiction. So, how do you feel about fiction and nonfiction? If you read, if you could read one genre for the rest of your life, so basically. If you could learn for the rest of your life versus escape from reality for the rest of your life, what would you choose? 
do you do you mean that in the sense of reading books or in a broader reading, sense reading. all right it's it, you know the answer it's obvious with the re- in the re- sense of reading i would always pick up learning okay <laughs> instead of escape yes all right but the thing is that when you're learning so when you have non-fiction books it's often yeah. not the case that you can escape right but in the case of fiction books, you can escape and you can learn. Not necessarily the same technical things that you learn in nonfiction books, but you can learn True. about. You can learn about. Uh, I guess just the human psyche and psychology, with the help of characters. You could, but you have to have the eye for that. So, for example, the other day when um i was watching this movie um guardians of the galaxy because you recommended it to me um i was not watching it from the perspective perspective of oh it's just a movie um i was watching it for the cinematography for the character development for the story the the different uh, planets the <laughs> The, the makeup, it's, it's a lot of things. The, it's just, it's mind-blowing. So basically, um, I have, of course, watched a lot of movies uh, like this before. But uh, to, with this one, I really paid attention because I didn't like the movie before. And I hadn't watched it, like, properly before. It was in parts, like, first half or second half. So with this uh, this time, I just wanted to be like empty. I just wanted to be like this is the first time I'm watching it. Let's be neutral. So, in that case, it's it's still a movie. Someone would be like, "Oh, you're just watching the movie." But I was also learning. So there was this scene where um, uh, after after a fighting, um, Rocket and Drax, they're there plus Groot, and they're talking about death. So. Rocket is Rocket seems pretty casual about it. His character seems like he's careless. He's a sadist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But um, so what happens uh, is that Drax loses his family. So that's brought um, forward again, I think. So Rocket is like, so what? Everybody loses someone. And that made me think, true, that's one way to look at it. And I'm not saying that you have to be like, whatever about it. But it's, it's a philosophy that Rocket follows. So it's learn from something from it, or you could be offended by it. Mm-hmm. Or you could actually be like, oh, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, anybody's like, it's not necessary that anyone just would pick that up. So sometimes, especially that's what I think with um, fiction, you have to look. You have to be actively mm-hmm. looking for things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my point on that. My view. Agreed. There's more active learning in nonfiction, more passive learning in fiction. Yes. If you look for it. Yes. I mean, there is active learning if you look for it in fiction, but if you don't. I think it somehow just embeds in you, even if you're not realizing it. But it will probably take you ages or a lot of power, a lot of mental effort to recover that learning. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. It's very true. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. So, well, we're already 35 minutes in. <laughs> That's crazy because since this is the first episode, we just plan to keep it really short <laughs> to about 20 to 25 minutes. So, yes, because you cannot take long podcasts yourself. But oh. Yeah, it's funny because I said <laughs> that we shouldn't make it long because I cannot listen to long podcasts myself. But oh well. <laughs> here we are so yep i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh hamish will be on a lot if not for all the episodes <laughs> because he is, yeah because i can't just talk to myself today <laughs> yeah so we'll have a few more guests over and yeah, this is where we end. So thank you so much for being here, Hamish. And thank, thank you. the audience as well for listening. Yes. yes, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. You'll be here all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>